Welcome to A Year on Tour with Wittinghus. Here's your host, Hans Christian Wittinghus. Hello guys and girls and welcome back to another episode of A Year on Tour with Wittinghus. First up, a big and warm welcome to my newest patrons, Connor, Josh and Aske who recently has started supporting the work I do with this podcast on patreon.com slash fittinghoos. Welcome to the Patreon community, guys. The support is growing, which is honestly such a huge motivational boost for me and also a great help in terms of paying for my expenses for both the podcast, but also some of my travel expenses for my badminton career. So by supporting, you actually support my badminton career directly. We are now at 45 patrons, so just five more supporters needed to start up the exclusive patron monthly live Q&As. I'm setting this up at 50 patrons, so hopefully we can get this going before the end of this year. Anyway, thanks again for the amazing support and let's get on with the podcast where I'll tell you guys a bit about a recent league match, a minor injury I sustained and also reveal which racket is my favorite racket of all time. Since the latest episode, I returned home from Germany where I played the Hilo Open and after coming back home on Wednesday evening last week, it was basically just straight back into training as I had a Danish league match to play on Monday evening and also the Irish Open is coming up next week for me. Even though training has felt quite okay for me, I've actually felt very tired in general this past week ever since my loss at Hilo Open. And I think it has probably got something to do with like how important these past three events, Denmark, French and Hilo Open were, not just for this season, but also for my chances uh, to get a good season next year. I've spent a lot of like both mental and physical energy uh, to be at my best at these events. And with the knee injury I sustained in the match, against Christy or after the match against Christy at Denmark Open in the very first of the three events. It's just been an uphill battle to get on court in both France and Germany and, and feel ready for those events. As you know, like my level in those matches has been quite good. I've actually been happy with the way I've played overall. But no wins because of opponents who were simply just a little bit better and yeah, some missed opportunities by myself. But all in all, it's just been like hard and frustrating. It's at the same time, mostly because I, I, I think at the moment I'm thinking a bit too much about the consequences of the missing wins in regard to missing ranking points and how I'll have a hard time entering the big events next year. Having already said that next year will be my last on the international tour, I obviously would really like to be able to finish off my career by playing at the, the big events, something I've been used to for the past many, many years, but like right now it looks a, a little bit tough, although I still believe I will have the chance to enter uh, the events in January where there is Malaysia Open India Open and even Indonesia Open. I'm still not sure which of those I will play and if I will play any. It depends on uh, yeah, my ranking and my chance. So I think there is a chance I can enter uh, at least some of them. So anyway, yeah, it's it's not impossible in any way, but like all my thoughts about it and trying to plan for my future as well, I think it's simply just draining my energy a little bit. 
at least I think that's what causing what's causing the uh, like the tiredness I'm feeling off court at the moment. It's not gonna go away though this situation, so I just have to find a way to deal with it a little bit better. And recognizing the issue, as I think I have, is is the first important step towards that. So hopefully moving forward, I'll find the right way to to deal with it. Let's move on to the uh, Danish first division match I played on Monday evening for my club Vidor. We played away from home in Aalborg Triton, which, which means we had a four-hour drive ahead of us and also another four-hour drive, of course, to look forward to after the match. That always makes these league matches a, a bit more difficult when you have long drives uh, ahead of you. And we also often see this club Triton Aalborg producing some very good results at home. I had actually only been in that club one time prior to this match on Monday, which is not a lot uh, considering how many years I've been playing. And it's been a good club for uh, yeah for all the times, uh, all the years that I've been active as well. But I remember that one league match very well. It was 16 years ago, uh, but I remember it because we lost 7-6. I was playing for a club called Herlu at the time, also in first division. And in the deciding match, my doubles partner actually got a black card. That is the only time I've ever experienced that. So in the deciding men's doubles match at the score six all, my doubles partner got a black card between the, sec uh, the second and third game. He got it for leaving the court and returning something like, I don't remember the exact amount of time, but like 10, 15 seconds too late. It was the very first league match in the new season with the 21 point scoring system. I so we had we had just shifted from the uh, 15 to 21 point scoring system uh, that year. So this was the first league match where we had to play with this new system. In the 15 point system, there was a five minute break between game two and three. You could go anywhere you wanted. You could go to the toilet. You could go yeah, basically anywhere. You just had to be back on court after five minutes. But in the new system with the 21 point scoring rules, you only have a two-minute break and you're not allowed to leave the court as you probably all know by now we have had the system for yeah many years now but at the time my partner didn't think about that at all he was just used to the old system and this was the first time he ever played with the new system so he went to the toilet between game two and three and as i said he returned to court a little bit late a lot of drama had went on in that particular team match uh, prior to this match as well. The atmosphere was definitely not good between the teams. So you can imagine what the situation was like when he then got black carded for being back just a few seconds late with all the news, uh, with all the new rules and, and stuff. It's safe to say like friendships didn't really arise between the two teams uh, back then. But I guess that's why I remember the match so clearly, even though it's, uh, it's 16 years ago. Anyway, that's not too important in regard to uh, to the match we played. I just uh, thought it was a, a fun story to share with you guys. But on the in the match on uh, Monday evening, there was hardly any drama at all. Actually, it was uh, the complete opposite compared to that match 16 years ago. It was a nice atmosphere throughout the match. A good crowd up there. And my team won 7-2 as well. So overall, for us as a team, it was an enjoyable evening playing there. For me personally though, it wasn't really that enjoyable, uh, to be honest. I lost my singles to a guy called Melden Mølbjerg Nielsen. I lost 22-20, 14-21, 21-19, so a really close one. 
And to be honest, that's a real bad loss for me. Shouldn't happen, uh, but Melda played his chance. He had a great powerful smash. A little bit of luck, which is sometimes needed in the crucial moments, moments of a match. So yeah, I ended up losing with the, uh, the smallest margin. And yeah, I just have to accept that, but obviously I'm not very happy with uh, how I handled that match. I think I should still be able to wrap up a match like this, but no doubt also the lack of wins lately is affecting me a little bit in the decisive moments where I maybe doubt myself a little bit more than what I would usually do. And even at this level, I can't always afford to do that. So yeah, with this loss, my goal of going through the league season undefeated in singles is out of reach, obviously, but at least I managed to win my men's doubles shortly after the singles loss, so I still secured a point for the team. And I honestly can't remember the last time I won a men's doubles in the Danish league system. It for sure didn't happen in my previous three seasons in Højbjerg. And I also doubt I played any men's doubles in the years prior to that when I was in Solrød and TSS because the league system was different. So I think it's actually many, many years ago I, uh, I won a men's doubles in the Danish league system. Um, the only time I played this season in men's doubles, uh, we also lost. So it was good to finally break my men's doubles curse in the Danish league. So with a men's doubles win and a 7-2 win for the team, we are still top of the table, we are still on track for promotion. And perhaps I should also be rather happy with the entire match, but what, what, she, what, sorry, what was even worse than my singles loss was the fact that in the, uh, in the start of the second game in the doubles, I suffered a minor strain in my right calf, a muscle strain in my right calf. I could still finish the match as we were in pretty good control at that point. But after the match, the, the calf really didn't feel good. And a scan on Tuesday morning showed that there was a strain in the muscle and I now have to sit out of training for at least some days. Usually that wouldn't be a disaster, but since Irish Open is coming up next week, it's not really great timing. Irish Open is my last chance to score ranking points this year. So it would be yeah, dreadful to, to miss that opportunity. but. We'll just have to wait and see if I'll recover in time. I'm of course doing everything I can to speed up the process, that's for sure, but things take time, especially at my age. The recovery process is not as fast. And at Irish Open, if I play well, I will have to play two matches a day and the level there is very, very high. I'm playing a, a very good Chinese Taipei player in the first round. He just recently won the Hungarian International. So I need my body to be at 100% to feel comfortable playing. I shouldn't really risk aggravating the injury, so I'll miss out on a longer period of training in the coming uh, yeah, training block. So yeah, that's why I, I, did, I didn't really enjoy that Monday evening in Olbo in any way, even if I won that men's doubles and we won the, the match. It was, uh, it was not a great evening for me, but I'll uh, of course keep you guys posted on the progress with my injury next week and if I'll play in, uh, in Irish Open or not. So that will be for the podcast next week. Before wrapping up this episode, I'll answer one question from one of my patrons, Vivano, who wanted to know which is my favorite racket of all time. And 
I'm not much of a equipment guy. I honestly don't really care too much about equipment. Of course, it has to be of a certain standard, that's obvious. But I've never really been much into like the little details as I found it pretty easy basically to find a racket that I liked and, and felt good in my hand. My current racket is Aeropower 1088S from my sponsor at Forza. It's quite new, started playing with it earlier uh, this year and I'm yeah quite happy with it, but I was also very happy with the previous one, which was the Power 988S. And I honestly can't say if this uh, the new one uh, is any better than the, the old one. Uh, both of them feels quite good in, uh, w when I hold it in my hand. But yeah, anyway, if I had to choose one favorite still from all the past rackets I've played with, I've played with Victor Rackets, Carlton, Yonex as well, uh, even a brand called Tactic in the past. Um, I think I would choose the Muscle Power 99 from Yonex, which is an old racket by now. I used it back when I was uh, yeah, sponsored by Yonex. I can't remember exactly what year that was. Um, that I played with this particular racket has to be something like 15 years ago, maybe even more. I just remember when I was playing with that racket, I remember it because of its color, it was it was yellow. I thought that looked cool at the time and I remember I felt at the time that I had a great smash with that racket. So if I had to choose one, it would have to be that one. But yeah, honestly, it's not something that I really care too much about. As long as I feel like the racket is good enough, I can play with it. and. Uh, I felt that with uh, all the rackets I've played with throughout the years. And I'm also pretty sure that if I played with the Muscle Power 99 today, I will probably wouldn't be happy with it because a lot has happened with the development of rackets since I played with it that many years ago. Right, guys and girls, that will be it for today. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, feel free to drop me a comment or share it with someone you think would enjoy it too. That's how we grow this podcast. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. I'll be back next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to A Year on Tour with Vittinghus. If you enjoyed the show, please rate, share and leave a comment in iTunes or your preferred podcast app.